Hi, I'm Josh Newman from Toronto, Canada. I'm Matt from Savannah, Georgia. I'm Eric from Durham, North Carolina. The Sound of Young America is an independent production supported by listeners like you and me. If you'd like to support the show like I did, visit MaximumFun.org and click on Donate. I'm Jesse Thorne, live on tape from my house in Los Angeles. It's The Sound of Young America from MaximumFun.org and PRI, Public Radio International. It's the Sound of Young America. I'm Jesse Thorne. We booked Weird Al Yankovic to appear on our show six or nine months ago, and it was a great pleasure to get to book him to appear on our show. At the time, he had a new children's book out, and he was putting the finishing touches on his new album. We asked if we could hear the album, and they said, no, absolutely not. Everything that Weird Al does is kept under lock and key until he decides to release it. He will not even allude to the new album in the conversation. So this was the compromise that we came up with. We do our interview with Weird Al Yankovic. We talk about the children's book and his career and all of the amazing stuff that I've always wanted to talk about Weird Al with. But we would then do a follow-up interview where we talk about his new record that we could put out now when his new record is just about to hit stores. Their caveat was that I would have to do it at Weird Al's house, which, I mean, is hardly a caveat. I would basically do anything. I would become a furniture mover so that I could visit Weird Al's house. So, before we go to my conversation with Weird Al in the Casa de Al, uh, let's hear a song from his new album, Alpocalypse. This is called TMZ. It's a parody of the hit Taylor Swift song, You Belong With Me. You're sort of famous, a minor celebrity And so it only makes sense the world would be Obsessed with every single thing you do They're running round with their camcorders in the night They're lurking patiently and hoping that they just might See something real embarrassing you do The bad hair day Sweat-stained t-shirt That's the story that they're gonna feature With exclusive pics of your flabby behind You think you're all alone But that's right when you'll find a bunch of paparazzi Popping out of nowhere Cameras in your face And then suddenly You're on TMZ You're on TMZ Welcome, Jesse. Thanks for coming. <laughs> it's a pleasure, Al. I'm excited to. Uh, I'm excited as the host of a public radio show to get to be the one who is welcomed. Oh, welcome to you too. Thanks by so the much. Way. This is like half or two thirds original songs. This new album, but um, with the song parodies, you really have to be in that moment when that song is crackling, when it's like the thing that everyone understands for it to work. Do you do you like lose stuff because you're only you only putting out a record every couple of years? Yeah, I mean there are definitely artists and songs that uh, I wind up not being able to use because of my album cycles are getting longer, and sometimes you know if I want to. Be topical and timely there are certain songs that i just probably shouldn't be doing at this point i'm, I'm hoping to take advantage of digital distribution more in the future and, and hopefully you know releasing the parodies at least more when uh they would have the most impact so you famously always check in with people before you put out a record that is a parody of one of their songs 
What is that actual process like? Like, do you make phone calls personally? Do you say, hi, this is Weird Al Yankovic speaking? Generally not. I mean, unless uh, I, I'm personal friends with the artist, which is rarely the case. Uh, usually I uh, have my manager, Jay Levy, contact the manager or representative of the artist, because that's why he gets paid the big bucks. Uh, so he usually has that responsibility. If by any chance uh, the artist's management or representative is non-responsive or just giving him a hard time, then he'll tell me that it's my quest to, to track down the original artist because generally the artist uh, uh, himself or herself is pretty cool about it artists get what i do and and usually appreciate it whereas sometimes managers and representatives just r- would rather not be bothered so right. on, on rare occasions i have to like go to award shows or parties or what have you and, and basically stalk an artist to, to get to get permission give me an example of a time when you've actually when that that exchange of of sort of permission, the nod of okay came like in person backstage somewhere or at you know uh, Amit Artigan's house or something right. like that. Uh, well, there's been there's been several instances of that. Uh, one time, uh, for whatever reason, I don't know why, but MC Hammer's people uh, weren't getting <laughs> back to us, and this was I guess 1991, 92. They were too uh, busy buying and selling racehorses. Yeah, or you know they're they're like trying to stock up on genie pants or something like that, <laughs> trying to corner the market. Uh, no, I, I had to go to an award show specifically so that I could accidentally on purpose bump into MC Hammer and go, oh, by the way. You know, I'm doing this song. And, you know, I, I, I talked to him for like 30 seconds and he immediately approved and he was totally fine with it. But, wait, wait, you know. Tell me what award show was it? Was it like the Source Awards? Uh, no, I, I, I want to say the American Music Awards, but I wouldn't swear to it. It was probably that, though. I'd like to imagine, if with your permission, that it was at imagine the Source Awards. Imagine with me, won't you? Yeah. In my <laughs> imagination, it's you backstage at the Source Awards. You're saying hi to Biggie and Tupac, 1992, 1993. A big riot right breaks there. out. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Tell me about who who is the most difficult person to uh, to track down and, and get this permission in in your in your career. Uh, I I never really actually tried that with Prince. Uh-huh. I, I kind of got the feeling that wouldn't make much difference. You know that 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 actually I'm pretty sure was his uh, singular voice that kept saying no. Uh, and you know he, he's Prince he's, is a man of distinctive taste. He is you know I, uh, I yeah I, I I you know I don't know why uh, he has consistently said no. He's sort of been my scapegoat over the years because he's the guy I can point to as an artist whose work that I appreciate uh, and yet does not seem to have uh, much of a sense of humor so tell me tell me like what qualities get you excited besides uh, above and beyond pervasiveness because certainly you know party in the usa is an all-pervading song um but you know there are a lot of huge monster hit records that aren't here so what is the quality that you like well yeah pervasiveness and ubiquity are are really high at the top of the list but uh you know it always just boils down to me coming up with a good enough idea you know because there's a lot of songs that would ostensibly be good targets for for parody uh and i rack my brain and i can think of plenty of ideas but not often good ideas or clever ideas and i like i like to wait for those um, so, uh, uh, in fact, the polka medleys are, are generally littered with songs that I w- would have liked to have done a good parody of, but I just couldn't think of a good enough idea. Let's talk specifically about, just to take an example, Party in the CIA, which is your parody of Party in the USA. I moved out to Langley recently with a plain and simple dream. 
Wanna infiltrate some third world place and topple their regime. Those men in black with their mansion suitcases, where everything's on a need to know basis. Agents got that swagger, everyone's so cloak and dagger. I'm feeling nervous, but I'm really kind of wishing for an undercover mission. That's when the red alert came on the radio, and I put my earpiece on, got my dark sunglasses on, and I had my weapon drawn. So I get my handcuffs, my cyanide pills, my classified dossier. Timing the phones like yeah, shredding the files like yeah. And then my rise, all the enemies flies. I gotta neutralize today. It's a party in the CIA. Yeah, it's a party in the CIA. I've done a couple of crazy things that have almost. This is one that I I was sitting in our office laughing out loud at. I have to admit, <laughs> uh, earlier today. Tell me where that song, uh, where that parody idea came from. Um. That was uh, obviously, you know, the, the Miley Cyrus song was a huge hit. I mean, uh, last time I checked, it had almost 200 million hits on YouTube. Uh, you know, I wanted to have some kind of allusion to the, the whole, like, teen pop Disney uh, star-making factory phenomenon. Uh, and that was a really great candidate. And also, I thought it would be kind of cool to be, you know, parroting, you know, in my career, both the father and the daughter. I did Billy Ray <laughs> back when. Uh, so it, that was obviously a good song to, to, to parody, and um, because the song was sort of, I don't know, if you, I guess you'd call it sort of like bubblegum pop, kind of, kind of fluffy, not certainly not dark. And I thought if I were to do that song, I'd have to kind of turn it on its head uh, and just make it very kind of sick and twisted. And I, when, I, when I was running through ideas in my head of, of various variations on a theme, and I uh, flashed on a party in the CIA, I thought, oh, that could be pretty dark. <laughs> I could work with that. We've got snazzy suits and ties, suits and ties, and a better dental plan than the FBI's. Better put your hands up and get in the van, or else you'll get blown away. Staging a coup like yeah, brainwashing moles like yeah. We only torture the folks we don't like. You're probably gonna be okay. That was Party in the CIA from Weird Al Yankovic's new album, Alpocalypse. The Sound of Young America is supported in part by Ask Metafilter. Thousands of life's little questions answered online at ask.metafilter.com. And by VG Kids, printers of t-shirts and other merchandise for touring bands, radio stations, websites, festivals, derby girls, record labels, national brands, and all the rabble-rousers, hackers, and entrepreneurs in between. Online at VGKids.com. I'm Jesse Thorne from The Sound of Young America, and I am recording at Weird Al's house. Well, let's talk a little bit about Lady Gaga. As, as I was thinking about, as I was thinking about Lady Gaga coming up on this album, and it, it's been in the news a little bit lately because of a not unusual for you last minute confusion as to whether you actually can get permission for this or not. I, I was thinking about the fact that there aren't a lot of best-selling, super top-of-the-charts, serious musical artists that I feel could reasonably said to be said to have a kinship with your work. But I kind of 
felt like that with Lady Gaga. There's something about the there's something about her her commitment to absurd grandeur. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, it's uh yeah, she's obviously not afraid to, you know, fly her weird flag high. <laughs> do something I mean yeah. do something absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. No, and, and she's very theatrical. I mean, you know, I, I, I'm sure we were both inspired by the same people, uh, the, the big theatrical rock productions and things like that. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I definitely felt, you know, feel some sort of uh, kinship and uh, affinity uh, with and towards Lady Gaga, and, and which was why, like, when I first was under the impression she turned me down, I, I thought, well, this makes no sense. This is not right. This is, it, this is not predestined to be so. Um, tell me a little bit about how that situation got set right. Because it was one of those things where somebody's management talked to somebody's management. And- the whole time, you know, usually I would think a manager would, like, take the blame themselves instead of throwing their artist under the bus. And the whole time it was like, oh, no, we got to run this by Gaga. Oh, no, Gaga has final approval. Gaga has final say. Uh, and and, he, and, and does, the he, end- does he refer to her as Gaga? Yes. I'm Not like in- LG or something like that. <laughs> And uh, you know, and and he was making me jump through all these hoops. I mean, not only uh, this is I, I go I go through this in exhaustive detail in my blogs on the subject. But uh, not only did he ask for lyrics, he asked for a finished recording of the song, which you know that takes time and money. And I was on the road in Australia, and basically I had to write the song in a hurry. And I was going to go on vacation with my family right afterwards, and I had to cut the family vacation very short, go into the studio, record this song, and then he still said no. Which you know, kind of blew my mind because, first of all, why do you even need me to record the song once you've got the lyrics? It's like, it's the same song with different words. So you would think, <laughs> you would think that the lyrics would be enough to decide whether or not you'd be okay with it. Like a good, a good way of figuring out what it would be like is, get the instru- is, is for the manager to get the instrumental track and get the lyric sheet and then maybe pinch his nose a little bit and <laughs> uh-huh. sing it. it. It's not a big leap of faith to kind of figure out what it's going to sound like. So that, that as well, and that, that kind of freaked me out when he said no other than i couldn't wrap my head around how i had just been treated but also uh it meant i didn't have an album because i was kind of hoping on this to be the lead off single and video and i was all set to release an album have an album to promote uh and go on the road with the summer and all of a sudden in in a flash that all went away uh so at that point i decided well you know i just spent the last month working in a song which i guess is never going to have an official release so i might as well Upload it to YouTube so at least the fans can enjoy my hard work. And uh, one morning uh, a couple months ago, I did just that. And I uh, simultaneously posted a blog telling exactly what had gone down previous to my posting the YouTube clip. Uh, And that was a day that my life changed. I mean, within a few hours... Uh, I had millions of hits. Uh, The New York Times was calling. (laughs) It was a media firestorm. And people... I was amazed. People really had my back on this. Uh, people were very upset. And, and uh, what happened was p- they tracked down Lady Gaga and were getting in her face and saying, how can we not letting Weird Al do this song? And Gaga had no idea. She's like, what are you talking about? I love Weird Al. This is, well, yeah, what, what? You mean LG. LG is what yeah, I meant to say. That's yes. what I know. LG. Yeah. I think of that as uh, some kind of major corporation that sells electronic goods. Yeah, myself. a lot of people think that, but yeah, well, it's actually a, a nice lady from uh, uh, New York. She's from New York? Steffi. Steffi, I call her. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, so yeah, so she had never heard the song, and uh, once she had, she immediately approved it, uh, and her manager had to say, well, okay, I guess you can do the song. My mama told me when I was hatched, act like a superstar. 
Save your allowance by a bubble dress And someday you will go far Now on red carpets, well, I'm hard to miss The press follows everywhere I go I'll poke your eye out with a dress like this Back up and enjoy the show I'm sure my critics will say It's a grotesque display Well, they can bite me, baby Cheese, oh baby, covered with bees. It doesn't mean I'm crazy. I perform this way. Perform this way. Ooh, my little monster's pain. Life's good. I perform this way. Baby, I perform this way. Perform this way. Ooh, don't worry, I'm okay. Hey, I just perform this way. I'm not crazy. I perform this way. I'll be a troll or evil queen. I'll be a human jelly bean. Cause every day is Halloween. It's interesting to me that this Lady Gaga song, uh, which is called Perform This Way, a parody of Born This Way, is, I mean, it it is possible to read it as uh, satire of Lady Gaga. And I think that it, you have to go into it with the assumption that over the course of his 30-year career, Weird Al Yankovic has never been known to uh, take a mean stance towards anyone, and you have to, it, and when you read it with that affection in it, it makes a lot. It makes a lot more sense. Yeah, I mean, it is satire, obviously, but you know, uh, my humor isn't mean spirited. And as Lady Gaga herself said in a recent Rolling Stone interview, uh, it's an empowering song, and and I, I'm kind of standing up for her. I mean, it's it's not certainly. Uh, a anti-Lady Gaga song. I'm having a bit of fun with her bigger-than-life persona. And that's about it. I mean, it's it's basically a harmless song, and I think that even Lady Gaga fans could certainly enjoy it. LG fans, excuse me. If I go today, don't call the cops now, baby, I perform this way. No reason I should regret all the attention I get. I'm not completely crazy, I perform this way, yeah. I perform this way, hey, I perform this way, hey, I'm always deep. Was part of the appeal of doing a Lady Gaga song the fact that you knew that you would be able to do a bunch of ridiculous stage things and video things around all of these ridiculous well, that things? Was, that, that was a big done? part of it. I, I knew that, uh, uh, yeah, as, as soon as I d- decided I wanted to do the parody, I knew that I was going to have to do a video for it, and I thought. Well, that's two dozen costumes I'm going to have to <laughs> have fabricated right there, and I'm like already adding up the budget in my head. I want to. Okay, so I have to ask you about this costume fabrication issue because Julia, who's my producer and is sitting in a lounge chair behind me right now, um, is giggling because on our way up, we were trying to we were trying to decide whether you keep your outfits in a special outfit room in your house <laughs> or if you have some sort of Weird Al's outfit warehouse somewhere in, you know, Torrance or something like that. Yeah, it's very close. Uh, um, there is a storage facility somewhere in the greater Southern California area that uh, houses a lot of the, the band gear and uh, hundreds of my old Hawaiian shirts and a few other personal <laughs> items. But uh, there, there is some stuff in this house. In fact, there's a downstairs bedroom right now that is scattered with uh, the costumes that we used in the uh, uh, Perform This Way video because I'm trying to figure out what stuff to, to outfit the band with when we go back on the road. So you're just, you're just about to go back out on the road as we, as we converse right now. And in fact, by the time this airs, you will probably be, be on the road crisscrossing the United States and Very the world. Very likely, yes. 
Um, it, tell me like what the process is to put together one of these big extravaganza shows that you that you bring to uh, you know, arenas and large state fairs across this great nation. <laughs> well, it, you know, uh, for the people that have seen the show before, uh, it's billed as a rock and comedy multimedia extravaganza. Uh, and it's me on stage with the same band that I've had pretty much forever. Uh, and there's a lot of costumes, so we have to, you know, build new ones for the new songs. Do you have like a guy who does that? It, it depends if it's if it's easy enough. Like for for party in the CIA, basically it involved the band going to men's warehouse and getting really snappy men in black kind of suits. Right. So we didn't have to hire a stylist for that. Uh, but for some stuff, um, it, like uh, there's a for when I do perform this way uh, in this current uh, iteration of the show, uh, I appear on stage in a large peacock outfit. So that was specially <laughs> made for us by a um, by a mascot. Uh, clothing company in canada they're like you know sports mascots how do you how do you even i mean where do you even begin with that uh there's this thing called google and you can find <laughs> so you just type in internet. peacock suit yeah peacock suit like oh oi. <laughs> it's like hey uh we, we do peacocks eh <laughs> give us a call eh well, Al, I sure appreciate you taking the time to come back on The Sound of Young America and, and for inviting us into your uh, be- beautiful home. And my pleasure. Weird Al Yankovic recorded at his home in Hollywood. His brand new album, Alpocalypse, is in stores now. You can find him online and his summer tour schedule, which is extensive, at weirdal.com. That's our time for another Sound of Young America program. I have been your host, Jesse Thorne. The show is produced by Speaking Into Microphones. Our producer, Julia Smith. Our editor, Nick White in Chicago. If you have thoughts about the show, you can always email me, jesse, J-E-S-S-E, at MaximumFun.org. If you want to download this show or any of our past interviews, you can do it for free at MaximumFun.org or in iTunes. Just search for The Sound of Young America. While you're at MaximumFun.org, I encourage you to check out all of our other programs, like the comedy advice show, My Brother, My Brother, and Me, the comedy judge program, Judge John Hodgman, and my own comedy talk show, Jordan Jesse Go. They're all at MaximumFun.org, and they're all absolutely free. That's about it for us this time. See you next week on The Sound of Young America. The Sound of Young America is supported in part by Ask Metafilter. Thousands of life's little questions answered. Online at ask.metafilter.com. And by VG Kids, printers of t-shirts and other merchandise for touring bands, radio stations, websites, festivals, derby girls, record labels, national brands, and all the rabble-rousers, hackers, and entrepreneurs in between. Online at vgkids.com.